Hi, one of the Good Noise Podcasts here with Gilt. We're going to ask them some questions today. I'm going to start. What inspired you guys to start the band, and what does the band name mean? Uh, who wants to take it? Uh, well, who wants the pocket stick? Let's assign a representative. <laughs> um, I'd say Tyler would probably be best. It's got to be me or Tristan, right? Because we, we were... We're the... okay that's that's fair um so the band is uh the the name is an art term like uh if you've seen that gustav klimt painting the kiss i don't know it's really popular like you probably know somebody in college who has a poster of it in their bedroom next to like their van gogh starry night it's like mm-hmm. the people kissing and it's gold anyhow the the gold like it's literally gold it's like painted on the canvas and that is guilt mm-hmm. that's what it's kind of metal and I, I i liked the idea because like metal is like cold and like kind of thought of as like emotionless and unforgiving but it's also like shiny and artsy and like kind of mystical in this sense mm-hmm. a lot of people think it's an acronym and they take turns guessing what it is i should have led with that sorry <laughs> what acronym did you think it was i didn't think it was any acronym yeah, yeah. i didn't think it was an acronym i was just like Damn, bro, that's a cool Kill. name. Oh, okay, good. No, it, it, yeah, yeah we've had a lot of people trouble. that uh like try to guess the different words, and we've had a couple of interesting ones like along the way. Yeah, we also have a a problem with uh, well, it's not necessarily we a problem, it. but no, with uh our rival band, who's literally <laughs> just our evil twin from the Pacific Northwest, uh, Glit G L I T. Um, it was kind of interesting because we were touring at the same time and i think accidentally got a show mixed up where they thought that we were that band and vice versa we've never actually talked to them but it's been like a running joke because people have pronounced our name like that before Mm -hmm. also on our south by southwest Mm -hmm. uh one of our showcases what uh it was their name instead of ours (laughs) Oh no! Oh, that's right. Was yeah. that the Mexico show? No, no, that was uh, that was like our main. That was the DIY tour posting showcase. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, no, the band started in like March of 2017, so it's been running for three years now. But um, uh, this sort of like formation and who we are now, especially with like our first like LP, really representing like uh the actual like band it's it's been incredibly formative um so yeah uh we're we've i guess december right of last year because that's when we recorded the record of like yeah sort of like really really like concrete setting things Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. solid (laughs) yeah (laughs) wait so would you guys ever uh collaborate with glit God, I wish. <laughs> oh, honestly, we probably should. It'd be funny to like make a split with them one of these yeah. days. Yes, they're a really yeah, solid. Like, I thought they were gonna be radically different from us. Yeah, they fit with us. Like we gays bands. Wow, bro, it's you guys happen. should. Yeah, you guys should tour with them or something. That'd be really cool. That'd be confusing, <laughs> yeah. but one cool. So, come on, come on, Glit. Or have a show or see any of my friends. <laughs> All right. One of these Solid. days. One of these days. After Corona. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Solid. 
So, uh, congrats on your newest release. I can't in- wait for 2035. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no! Oh, don't say that! Please don't say that! <laughs> God, don't say that. Um, Fingers crossed. Oh, we live in America, what are you gonna do? You got a point. You got a po- I was gonna say something, I'm not gonna say it. Um, anyways, <laughs> congrats on your newest release, Ignore What's Missing. How do you feel about the response to the Thank first you. single? The album's not out at the time uh, of recording. Album, yeah, the album's not. Uh, I, that's the song that, like... Uh, sorry. There's, like, slight lag, so I'm trying to be polite, and I already don't know how to do calls. Yeah. Um, it's okay. Well, I guess... Uh, yeah, but... uh, So the first single was Flowers. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the lag is so bad. I'm so sorry. Um, <laughs> So, basically, like, we released Flowers, and that was a song that we've had out for quite some time now. Like, we've been performing it for a really long time. Mm-hmm. And it was really cool to, like, finally release that song. Um, Sink and Tithe is a recent song that we released, and... Mm-hmm. I re- is the oldest guilt song. Yes, Flowers is the oldest guilt song that we have. A lot of our, like, material, we've actually been playing for quite some time, but, like, now it's finally, like, in published form. Um, But Sink and Tide was, like, one of our first political songs, like, heavily political songs that we felt it was appropriate to, like, showcase now, especially with everything that's going on. Um, And then the music video kind of ties in with a lot of just things that we've been dealing with with covid with a lot of um the situations going on with like police brutality um as well as like just how america treats like the differences between like the wealthy elite and then like pretty much everyone else mm-hmm. um we kind of just decided that that was you know a thing that we wanted to release and talk about and give that have our platform to kind of talk about it yeah. Yeah. Oh. All right. Wonderful. Um, so talking about this Thank record, uh, what was your headspace like for it? Um, uh, I do want to clarify. Uh, like, like we mentioned. No, go ahead, Ash. You you feel it. I was I was just saying like recording or writing because like I mm. the recording. <laughs> The recording headspace I was in. Well, this is the first time I've ever like professionally recorded anything in my entire life, mm-hmm. and so anytime I think about it, like when I'm listening to these songs, I'm like, oh my god! I was, there, there are some songs like I remember I was like very frustrated because the process was very new to me, and my brain was like, wow, this is, whew, there's a lot of hurdles here. Yeah. But I, I just, I just know for me personally, I was like in a very different headspace for recording but that's that was that's just me mm-hmm. and then i i think like the lp in general yeah, I, I was like... like more so about pretty much just like it started out as an idea and then especially with a lot of the things that we dealt with this year and last year like loss in relationships loss in like a physical sense um of a loved one kind of like helped in a way with our grieving i i guess like i can't speak for everyone but for me like it's definitely an album that contains like a lot of different heavy subject matters that 
like listening to it in its entirety, there's so many different topics that I think we poured like our feelings into um, as we were experiencing it type of thing. I would, I would absolutely agree with that. Um, like throughout, I mean, we just sort of have like a notoriously bad luck on tours with things happening at home when we are on tour and we've gone on, um, two like major, like, um, like three months sort of tours before, um, where, you know, we dealt with, uh, people who are very close to us for me, like family members and, uh, for, you know, for actually all of us family members, um, uh, like pets, a very, very close friend of ours. Um, it, it's even though like in the writing process, it's probably different considering, uh, you know, Tyler wrote a lot of the lyrics. Um, but in terms of the culmination of how the songs were created, everybody's sort of emotions. If you want to, uh, if you want to look at it from that standpoint, I mean, um, yeah, there's a, there's a lot of grieving that happens on it. It's an, it's an emo album. It's, it's sad as shit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, I think Tristan's like one of the best people to, to speak about watching the writing process go over time because Tristan and I are like, the two like original members and Nico joined later and then Ash joined after that. And like, like flowers was in the band longer than Nico and Ash. So like some of those ideas we're tackling have been there for a long time. Mm-hmm. And then I would say like 50% of the record is tackling stuff that I would say like as a group, we were experiencing as things were going and it, it, at least to me that it all feels related. It feels good that we included politics and we included other stuff because i plainly didn't want to have the record just all be on its own the whole time and mm-hmm. it's a lot of like growth of thought over time hopefully yeah. in a cohesive way mm-hmm. all, right. all right solid so how do you think your writing process has changed since your first release <laughs> that's a good one thank you uh uh, so okay, so the first release we ever had as a band was just an acoustic version of Flowers, mm-hmm. which is cool and like kind of has like come full circle. Mm-hmm. Uh, the I don't think that like my process for writing has changed, but like my process in working with a group has changed. I have historically had a lot of issues working with other people. I have like some mental health stuff with that, and also just in general like. Uh, Working in teams has been difficult. Um, assigning like creative labor to people and feeling like everybody's on the same page and like willing to contribute and able to contribute the same stuff. Been interesting, especially because the band has had like ten members like over its lifespan. Um, and I think the main thing is that like we've just comfortable creating stuff together. It's less like here's a record that I made and like these people played on it and like. It's really here's a record we made. That's that's the main change. Mm-hmm. Makes sense. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, what made you guys choose the name for the record? Uh, ignore what's missing. Um, you know that uh, you know, you know that Kanye West song where he says, "Are we allowed to talk Kanye West?" Yeah. 
Yeah. Yes. <laughs> okay. This isn't an endorsement of Kanye West. Kanye okay. West has a lot I think of we problems. Should feed in with that. Is, yeah. Uh, it's better. Um. But anyhow, you know that that song where Kanye West is like, "You what about the wrong things?" That. It's from 808s. Anyhow, um, <laughs> that's, that's like exactly where that line is coming from. Um, mm-hmm. It's uh, it's like the it's the drop on the first track, and I think it's like symbolic of the whole album. And it's just like being hyper fixated on problems that don't really need fixing while you're the rest of your life is in shambles, and you're kind of doing this to distract yourself from like. The things that are actually going wrong. Mm-hmm. I led in with the Kanye West thing because it's funny. It's actually very sad. <laughs> oh. All right. Which, not to say 808s and Heartbreak isn't an objectively sad record. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. True. True. All right. Yeah. So, um, what band's influence do you think you can hear on the album? Oh gosh, I think over time we've had so many different like influences, which was really cool. Um, but I definitely think like Touche and more. Um, I think it's hard there's bands that aren't canceled. <laughs> oh gosh, true. there's yes, there's a lot of bands that like like growing up had a lot of influence that we like don't support obviously, but have like taken like pieces from it and like made it into our own. But I think like touche more like a lot of spew like me without you in some like settings and then also yeah. just like a a bunch of other things um kind of all fit into the record so it's when, been interesting definitely when like two th- mid 2000s to late 2000s alternative um emo was like actually like radio marketable um mm-hmm. uh bands such as uh like i guess like manchester orchestra is one that's still pretty like chill right mm-hmm. um yo and, i'm know, literally wearing a manchester orchestra shirt right now <laughs> perfect perfect segue i thought that was your wax jaw shirt anyway wax jaw is a really good band um but anyway mm-hmm. um I'm I'm sort of teetering around. There was a comment that someone made once that was kind of funny. And uh, granted, we don't support this band, but um, like, it's like brand new that you can listen to. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I mean, yeah, it's yeah. it's it's yeah, that it's that mark the real radio answer. friendly alternative emo um, mm-hmm. that's like you know still catchy. Um, com- obviously, you know it's. Uh, made by different people <laughs> but like yeah yeah um it's we're yeah it's definitely like looking at like our pat like our influences growing up i mean mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. i'd also like to point out that we rip off title fights guitar licks a lot god i love title <laughs> oh god fight. yeah that's Hyper that's honestly true <laughs> Oh, actually, no. Um, Shelf is a direct like, n- rip. Nobody else of... in the band really gets into title fight like me, but mm-hmm. yeah. All right, all right. Yeah. So you would know. You would know. Yeah. <laughs> Even change yeah, the yeah. name that much. <laughs> <laughs> oh no. Yeah. Um. So when people are listening to this album, is there a certain feeling you want them to have while listening to it? I a certain think what? It's... Oh, 
like a feeling um i think it's definitely a journey like uh, for many like people when i listen to this record it definitely feels like the feeling of like growing as a person like there's different moods that those changes and then there's like grief but like being upset about something like like those like moments of like getting angry about things in your life and then there's like points where like you kind of accept that even though you know something is upsetting that you know it kind of had to happen that way and the person that you are is still changed like from who you were mm-hmm. um it's really like for me when i listen to this record i feel like it's a journey of kind of just the feeling of growing as a person and acknowledging like past mistakes in your life or past things in your life that just weren't okay and then you know kind of accepting that so <laughs> Wow. Yeah. Like, <laughs> like, like, just, I don't know, sometimes, like, when I, like, listening to the song, it's like, uh, almost kind of, I don't know, to me, it's like kind of atmospheric. And I feel like it would bring me great joy if when someone was listening to it, like, they felt like they were enveloped in their emotions, um, all the good and all the bad. Like, they're, like, I don't know, it kind of, like, it's weird to say, but it's like, it kind of makes me feel something for a minute. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, really feel. It, and um, it's just really cool that, like, like, I don't know, it's very, it feels like I'm in a room with all of my emotions. <laughs> Solid. All right. So how did you guys choose the opener and closer for the album? Did you write it to be the opener and closer? Or did you guys just kind of shuffle it and be like, oh, that looks right? Uh, okay, so we brought up Manchester Orchestra. Mm-hmm. Are are y'all familiar with their first record? Like, like their first like official record? I'm like a virgin losing a child. I am not, no. but I know the band. So <laughs> I know it's, I know of like, them. There's a lot of bands. Yeah, yeah. Okay. That was like a really <laughs> so big record for me. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um. But like, uh, one of the things that I, I thought that they did that was really cool, like, there's some tracks that are just like just like solo acoustic guitar and it's it's kind of peppered throughout okay and like everyone was saying about this kind of like emotional like it's not like one tone of record where you want to sit down and be like i'm in a sad mood i'm going to listen to this or i'm going to like i want to punch my pillow i'm going to put on pillow punching music mm-hmm. it's kind of like uh you usually just go through this like roller coaster and we, we separated the record into i guess the slow songs like the opener is very melancholy and the closer actually has the same piano but it's a lot more i guess resolved it, mm-hmm. it's supposed to kind of like end the like bookend the album and then in the middle there's two slow songs also and it's purposely set up that way mm-hmm. yeah but we didn't actually like write anything to kind of go a certain way we kind of just wrote all of these songs and then spent a lot of time actually listening to the songs and kind of putting them as we saw fit like to kind of create this specific mood that we were going for yeah track listing took a while like we get our stories down we need to pretend like we really had an idea on this (laughs) (laughs) well like like when you hear the last song like like it 
the last song specifically like it just like it fit nowhere else but like as the closer of the album yeah um yeah. so that was always- yeah no we knew that was the closer when we wrote it would be weird otherwise um so where do you guys see the band in the next five years Well, it's kind of difficult because, like... I was waiting for the American government to fix COVID. (laughs) Yeah, I was going to just say, um, because a lot of our band has revolved around touring, it's been kind of interesting having to, like, reevaluate that and reevaluate, like, what being a band is for us because a big part of our, like career was just going on these long tours and now we're kind of just like sitting home and I feel like it's been honestly very rough for a lot of people but it's also been for me at least like a good time to like reflect and kind of use this opportunity to like find new options in Mm -hmm. you know what it means to be in a band and what those responsibilities and what that kind of looks like I really don't know what's going to happen in five years, but I hope that, you know, this is resolved and everything's okay and it's safe to, like, go around and travel because um, that's kind of what we really like doing is traveling and seeing our friends and people that follow us and just, like, interacting with those people. So hopefully in five years we could be back to that. Yeah. <laughs> That'd be yeah. cool. Yeah. Yeah. yeah touring i miss i just miss touring like just in general that's like it's yeah touring Touring. it's what we did yeah awesome so for the last couple questions we're actually going to shift away from music and go straight to death row so if you're on death row what would your last meal be with a drink (laughs) um who wants to go first Cinnamon Toast Crunch? Yeah. Ash, <laughs> right. no. With no, you can have, or... you can have anything. Crunch in there with I, want, you. <laughs> I want just dry Cinnamon Toast Crunch. Put, not even in a bowl. Just give me the box, and when I'm done, I'm done. No drink. No drink. Oh, my God. That's the first time somebody just said no drink. Yeah, no wow. drink. Dry wow. cereal. Just dry cereal. Right. Yeah. Wow. I forgot. Wow. I, my mind went to Death Row Records for a second, so everybody, I have to like, I have to go back into like other Death Row. Um, I think mine would be. This is kind of silly. Uh, like, it's called Chaufa, and like my dad is Peruvian, so it's like a Peruvian slash like Chinese cuisine and that's something I used to like eat all the time with him and it's really hard to find it where I live right now so that would be my meal uh as well as Inca Cola because that's also my favorite drink mm, so Inca Cola is good <laughs> it's okay so it's like uh I guess coke but like pineapple flavor and Ooh so much better so much better like if i could drink that instead of coca-cola i would for the rest of my life all right solid solid um probably like topo chico seltzer water and like um 
you mentioned cereal ash and now i really want cookie crisp <laughs> so, so so maybe cookie crisp right. and yeah. uh and topo chico mm-hmm it's the way to go mm. what about you tyler um so you mentioned death row and the minute you you mentioned that uh my thought went to this like article I was just reading about the guy who filmed Eric Garner's death and mm-hmm. how the police are trying to like basic or whatever the prison is trying to kill him and his whole cell block ended up accidentally getting fed rat poison. Oh. And uh, I thought it was like, oh, like I would try to piss off my warden and get them to feed me rat poison. And then I would ask for like a final confrontation with like somebody I did just like try to spit it into their mouth and see if I can at least cause them some, like, slight diarrhea before I get killed. Uh-huh. I'm nice. a very petty individual. <laughs> so you're trying to bring somebody down with you. <laughs> so, Alright, that's Good fair. grift. That's fair. Like, <laughs> I haven't gotten that one yet. Is the one time someone said they wanted a cop's heart. Yeah, so that was it. That's up there. <laughs> yeah, that. it's like the two. Yeah. They go hand in hand. Yeah. You love mm-hmm. to see it. Yeah. Love to see it. Uh, so yeah, yeah. My, mine's more realistic because I feel like you have to ask them not to poison you. Mm-hmm. And then they'll just poison you. It'll make it has to be easy. an accident. Yeah, Oops. Exactly. Um, Whoops, sorry. So if you could live in one fiction world for a week, where would you live? Oh. Oh. Y'all watch too much anime for this. <laughs> Please. Please. I would just probably live in, like, my first, uh, like, thought goes to like the x-men universe like i'd love to live in a world where like i had superpowers but i feel like Mm -hmm. i would get handed like something really like bad like i wouldn't be able to use it because it was so like inconvenient or something just silly Mm -hmm. but i think i would like you would be jubilee or rogue you would (laughs) (laughs) no not rogue oh please no yeah but yeah, I think that'd be my answer. Mm-hmm. Like, it's not even a question. I, I like, my first instinct is to say the world of Kingdom Hearts. Just because, like, oh, just complete euphoria. I, I would have such a great time. But also, I probably wouldn't because I don't know how to fight. So, oh, yeah. So now True. I'm, like, backtracking. And I'm, like, thinking maybe Monster High. I think in the world of Monster High, that yeah. would be, like. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. yeah. Bro taste. Oh my god. God. (laughs) The way the way the way I love Frankie Stein. Perfect. Yeah. (laughs) So that's my answer. I would probably Is that a Black Veil Bride person or Alright, see now Oh no. (laughs) (laughs) Certain allegiances are coming out in in our metal core. (laughs) Bruh. I'd probably choose... Uh, Anyhow, sorry, I, Tristan, go on. I don't know if it's a real place. I think it might be. But um, that somewhere city that Origami Angel made, mm-hmm. I assume it's just a bunch of sick fucking math rock riffs, and I love I, I love, I love, that. We love Origami Angel here. Yeah, we, we love them here. Same. Cool, so somewhere city. All right. Somewhere city. You'll have to see it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Solid. Um... I immediately thought about the conversation we had the other day where everyone was like, light you gone, bad person. And I was like, I don't know. I kind of got it. And so I guess, like, just put me in the Death Note universe and let me be light. Like, Yo! Uh, 
Yes! Bro! I can knock out oh some god. world changing. Oh my god. Right. That- <laughs> Wow. That's a big move. Wow. I'd, I'd love to be yep. in the Death Note universe. I could pick something nice like Pokemon Master, but that's animal abuse. Yeah, The Death exactly. Note universe is very, very volatile. Just don't scared. get caught. Yeah, Just I don't guess. get caught. Yeah, but see, I would be a better Light Yagami because I wouldn't kill innocent people. Exactly. Just so you would start... Who knows? Exactly. He starts off with like like murderers and rapists. That exactly. is socially acceptable. That's okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Maybe. <laughs> Wait, no, isn't his he changed on his, his second album? We just gotta stay with that freshman album vibe. <laughs> yeah, right. Light's older stuff is better. Uh, I thought it was like a rapist. I th I thought it was the high school bully dude. <laughs> to be honest, I don't know much about anime, so don't trust me. I don't. I don't... So um, away from <laughs> away from death. Um, I have the honor of asking the last question, and every single person we have spoken to have said it's the most important question. Mm. What's your favorite color? Mm. Mm. Um, ooh, my changes a lot, but I think currently, so what's your color? It's probably red. Red. Ooh, taste. Purple. Purple taste. You know, you know. Exactly. Let's go. Green. Hell green. Yeah. Oh my god. Is that a neon green <laughs> violin? Yeah. Oh, it's a ukulele. Oh my... but... It's a ukulele. Oh. <laughs> oh cool. Cool. Wow. A ukulele is just a violin you haven't viled yet. It's true. <laughs> yeah. True, true. It's orange. Right. Orange. Solid. Nice. Um... So as Glory said, that's all the questions we have today. Is there anything you'd like to plug? Uh, we have the record coming out. Yes, it's coming out on the twenty-first. <laughs> um, that's when Ignore What's Missing is coming out. We also have a music video on YouTube called Sink and Tithe um, that we just recently released. So, oh, yeah. thank you for having us on here. Thank you for sitting yeah. with us. Yeah, we're gonna have like cool merch bundles and stuff. Mm -hmm. yeah. Ooh. very exciting um so thank you for sitting down with us this has been guilt and we're the good noise podcast